everyone. How are you guys doing? It's been a hot minute since I've been on here, huh? For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Haya. I play Brianna on this show, and I play Nisreen on the Twitch show. Well, I hope you guys are doing good, and this crazy pandemic nonsense isn't getting the better of you. I hope you're happy and safe and healthy, and we'll get through it one day at a time, huh? This episode is a little bit of a special one. We've heard from Twin Talon, we've heard from Brianna, we've even heard from our bad guys, but I think you'd be more interested in hearing what our party members' uh, origin stories are, hmm? So without further ado, let us go ahead and listen to Soraya's story. Human scholars have this rather delightful little saying that any sufficiently advanced science is magic. I'm not sure if it's a lens they look through considering that magic is less a part of their culture than ours, or simply their delightful need to quantify almost everything around them, but um, I can appreciate the sentiment. Of course, it stands to reason that then, if any sufficiently advanced science is magic, then sufficiently basic magic is science. It makes a certain amount of sense. The point of science is that a properly trained pet can produce the same results as an expert as long as they follow the correct steps. Magic is much the same. Recite the incantation, scribe the correct runes, make the correct gestures, and result. What fascinates me is the variety of approaches magic takes in its manifestation. Science is purely external, and while some brands of magic come from this kind of study and experimentation, it's innate in others. I mean, even among elves like myself, it's widely commented that magic is in our blood. Not a knack, not a level of intelligence, the base factor in the practitioner themselves, and a variable pure science can't account for. It's not unique to elves, but it isn't apparent amongst all ancestries either. With this academic view of magic, as opposed to an esoteric one, I aim to isolate this arcane property of our blood, externalize the internal, and see if innate magics can be forged into rote science. That is, can innate magics be performed by those with no connection to them if one of the physical components is the innate source? I suppose the first step is to attempt to ascertain if magic is in the blood after all. Well, as any proper mage has a familiar, I'll make that my first attempt. Can an externalization of my innate magical properties, that is, my blood, imbue something non-magical with those same properties? Well, let's get things underway and see how they go. It's day four of the summoning process. Usually by now, when it comes to arcane familiar manifestations, you'd have some inclination of uh, a personality, some inclination of a form, in some kind of spectral way. Instead of that, I have... The various components I believe will need to go into making this. Now, it's a rough approximation, to be sure, and I have yet to start to imbue it with the this magical property with, well, really, like I've said before, my blood. We'll start that now and let's see what happens, but if all goes well, I'll have a fully-fledged raven by the end of the week. It's worked. He's here. I've named him Jasper, and he's quite the little troublemaker, but he has been thoroughly enjoying exploring my lab and uh, getting involved in everything I've done. He's watching me pen this journal entry as I write here, and he's shown quite the interest in trying to manipulate things on his own. That is something I intended for him, eventually, hopefully. I'll have a wonderful little lab assistant here with me. Now that I've ascertained that, yes, there is a magical property to the blood. I'm interested to see what else I can do it. Now, we've had instances of creating potions and distilling magics down into things like that. And for the most part, 
Those are available to anyone who needs them, but they're already fully formed by the time anyone else gets a grasp on them. I want to see if there's anything transmutative I can imbue to a, a kind of base that would allow me to essentially half-cast a spell and finish it on the fly, instead of having to rely on cantrips and make sure that I have the energy and the capability to cast these spells, to have a stockpile ready as some kind of a, a base to suspend these magical properties in, and use them as I can. I've already discovered that I can imbue living things even with these properties, so I wonder, I wonder, how can I go about making these volatile compounds? How long can they be viable for? It's going to take more research, but now that I have Jasper here with me, he can help me. And, well, as long as he's not trying to steal all my shiny things, which he has an unfortunate proclivity for, but he's a crow or a raven after all. I can't really fault him for how he is, but we'll see what's going on now. I've managed now to finish... How to describe it? I can take what would normally be the physical components of a spell and keep them potent, keep them readied for a longer amount of time instead of having to do things on the fly, instead of having to take the moments it would normally do to prepare something. I can manage to keep them potent for no more than a day at a time, but it's possible. I have managed to imbue these inert objects that have no relation to magic in, in any normal sense. It's just herbs and water and all sorts of other viscous ferrofluids and all sorts of other things, and get them to be reactive when I need them. The question is going to be how to refine this. It's still, it's still a matter of exactly what I want it to do when, but I'm looking very much forward to discovering how this will finish. I'm very excited with the progress that I've made. Well. I guess it's more experimentation to come now, but this is quite the breakthrough and I'm very excited. It does mean then that yes, these innate abilities, these, this magic that literally flows in our veins can be distilled and can be purposed towards other things and can give other people access to this. Now obviously it's not quite the same as having a sorceress ancestry and having that bloodline, but not needing that? Without having to do hours and hours upon hours of study? I wonder what this could mean for the spread of magic. I wonder what it could mean for its evolution going forward. Science and magic, I think, are very similar, much more than most people assume. And, of course, far more than most elves are likely to admit. Most of them are not very happy with my choice of research. But no matter, I'm here now. Even if I'm on my own, that means... Well, I can get more done and eventually I'll have something to show for it. Something I can bring back to everyone else and show them that it's not as different as they think and that the magic quite literally is in our blood and we can use it to great and terrible effect, which we knew already, but the ability to suspend it, to keep it in something else and store it somewhere and not something that's just a precast spell and a wand or a staff or just healing potion that's been imbued. No, something else we can do on the fly, something else we can create as we go. Now that, that is fascinating. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.